America, my name is Armio Frimpong. I come to you live every Thursday about this time, and I'm going to tell you right now about structural racism. It's not about intent or outcomes. We are confused about what we are talking about when we mean structural racism, and a lot of very smart people get this wrong all the time, and are just confused themselves. So I'm going to make this clear. It's not about intent or outcomes. I'm going to give you a, a rather clear understanding of what's going on um, over the course of this video. So you're welcome in advance because you're going to be thanking me. So when I say it's not about intent or outcome, we know this in a way with market goods. For example, when I go to the store, if I were to buy a cell phone and I buy this, I, I have a choice between two cell phones. One cell phone was built, was made in a sweatshop. The other cell phone was made in a highly automated factory where all, where you have just a small staff of white collar technicians who like have a very cushy job and great programs. The price is not going to reflect the production costs as much as it's going to reflect the demand from the market for cell phones and then their competitive relationship with each other. So I have a cell phone that doesn't um, and the price that was made for market, its reason for being in the market when I is to, to be on the market. That's why the company makes it for shareholders profit, uh, for shareholders profit to put it in the market. And so it's on two cell phones on the market. One made produced by sweatshop conditions, one produced by like highly automated cushy conditions. I, as a cell phone purchaser, um, I have my own reasons for buying the cell phone and it, how it fits in my life. So what is the cell phone? It's a commodity on the market that I'm going to buy. I can be pro-labor. The marketers can be pro-labor. The shareholders can be pro-labor. The cell phones are not qualitatively distinct. Um, they're all, one is slightly marketed better than, than the other, and uh, they both function in the same way in my life, and they function in the same way for the companies that produce them. Right. And so insofar as it's a, a, the, the anti-laborness is built into the market logic, that's not the case because I could take the cell phone that was built by um, uh, factory labor, by degraded factory labor, and replace it with another highly automated factory. And the prices would stay the same because the prices are about marketing and competition, less about production costs. Right. So what we have right now then is what we have right now is a system that's anti-labor but not in the intentions of the producers i mean not in the intentions of the consumers not in the intentions of the shareholders who just want to profit and we're talking about goods who as they function in this market are qualitatively identical they are both equally attractive to the, the goal of the commodity is to be sold to um, uh, consumers. And for the consumer, they're equally attractive, right? And yet, you would say that this market is uh, anti-labor, right? But where is it? Where is the exact, where is the exact location of its anti-laborness? Right? It's not in the quality of the cell phones because they're qualitatively identical. The one that was produced in the, in the nice factory and the one that was produced in the sweatshop. It's not in the intentions of the buyer because I could be pro-labor. I just, I just, I'm just buying a cell phone. Uh, it's not in the intentions of the shareholder because they're just trying to make profit. 
Um, and like they could be, you know, they, they just, they never thought about labor. It's just not like, it's never in those intentions. It's not in the structure of the market or it's not in the functioning of the market because I can replace the bad cell phone with, or the sweatshop cell phone with another high tech factory cell phone and the market logic would still be the same. They would still like the prices would still be the same because that's about, um, you know, competition and marketing. So where is the anti-laborness? And that is a question I'm going to answer right after I hit the beat. Once you understand where that is, you'll start, you'll see where the racism is in American politics. See ya. To the beat, y'all. Change the ways for the world or the government. If it was the president, then I would state facts. You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black and it can feature in your front. So I gave you a pretty lurid example to get us going about how a market can be uh, anti-labor, even if none of the participants in their subjective attitudes or the market's objective logic is anti-labor so where is it where is it it's not in the subjective attitude it's not in the market logic it's in the structure and the materials right and so how you understand uh, the way to understand this is you have to understand that the cell phone has an independent existence an existence that is different from its functioning in the market and it, an existence that is different from um it's like placing my aspirations in order to use a cell phone, right? It has an independent existence. And that independent existence has properties. And because that cell phone has certain properties, it can be used as a commodity in the market, but those properties are independent of its, uh, of, of its being in the market. It, it doesn't get those properties from being in the market. It gets those properties independently of the market. And the, the properties, the structural properties of the cell phone enable it to be in the market. It's not the other way around. And if you want an example of another way around, and where we usually get these confused, is like our, the history of science is a history of kind of studying organisms. And to be an organism or to be a member of an organization, right, you get your being from the organization. To, like hands grow from people <laughs> they don't they don't have an independent existence hearts grow within the organization they do not have an independent existence outside of the human body you put you can't take a heart out and put it on a shelf no you have to you have to mimic <laughs> um its relationship to a human body if you need it to like sustain being what it is you put it you take a you, you cut off a hand it instantly starts degrading uh, you put a heart Take it out, like, it doesn't have an independent existence. And so what it is to be an organ is to be a functioning part of an organism without an independent, it, get, it gets all of its being, it grows from, and is sustained by, while being differentiated from other organs, the organism, right? And so we think of things getting their identity from their function and their function being how they actively participate in the whole. We don't think of them as having an independent existence. All right, this is, uh, I mean, this gets deep. This is why we have a hard time figuring out what we look like in heaven. I mean, do I have glasses? How tall am I? Um, 
Yeah. So like things having an independent existence outside of their functional relationships, it's it's actually kind of a hard thing to think about. But it, it becomes important. And the person who actually put this on the map in terms of science and the history of science and philosophy of science was Galileo. You might not know this, but he wrote um, he wrote uh, this little treatise called Two, uh, The Two New Scientists. And one was on the science of materials. And um, he was and and he was critiquing the idea that what a thing is is its relationship in proportion to other things, but um, and so you can't just and he was critiquing the idea that you can just call a thing what it is relative to its relationship in proportion to other thing a material thing and he says that like no it doesn't work like that and you can tell it doesn't work like that because of scaling. So in, um, in, in, his, in his experiments concerning scaling, he's like, look, you can have a person and you could shrink all of their parts. And like you can have the Ant-Man, right? Or like, you know, the giant. And all of the parts either go up and, and keep the scale or go down and keep the scale. And you'll have qualitatively different, property, uh, qualitatively different parts. The, like the, the, the movie, the, bar, or the, the book, The Borrowers, or uh, the Jonathan Swift, um, um, uh, you know, the, the, the Swift with Bromden Nags and the, the Lilliputians and all of that. Anyway, um, that's all garbage because scaling doesn't work like that. Scaling doesn't work like that. Scaling works like Under the Giant where like if you get too big, um, uh, your heart doesn't, can't pump to where, everywhere it needs to pump. Right, so everything has the right size for a reason in order to function. And if you're the wrong size, like like the material doesn't hold up, right? There's a reason why fleas can jump so high relative, and ants are so strong. It's because they're made of the same material <laughs> as like things that are a lot bigger, even though they're a lot smaller, right? So like the material it does the work, independent of the scale, right? And if the material is doing the work, you need to test the strength of the material not the proportions, right? So if, I mean, I, I think anybody who's ever tried to do uh, um, monkey bars as an adult is trying to figure out why it's so much harder to do as an adult as a kid, if everything's just, just the same, even if you have the kind of the same shape, but um, are a different scale. Well, it's because volume and weight um, uh, uh, grow more than area. Uh, that's was it the inverse the the cube, was it the cube law, cube square law, um, uh, yeah yeah well anyway uh, area will grow at squares and volumes will grow at cubes so if you have the same thing at a bigger um, at a bigger scale you've actually like you don't have the same thing qualitatively because the weight will be um, markedly more than the growth in the area of the thing, right? So you can keep all the same proportions, scale it up, scale it small, but it won't sustain the same quality, uh, the same um, qualities because the material that, it mat that it's made out of actually functions in how strong it is. Right? This is why you, don't, you can't just have like more wood and make a high-rise building that's made out of just wood, <laughs> um, but and just have like this and have it scaled as if you were making a toothpick bridge. Right, right. 
Like you have a toothpick bridge, you just have all of the same proportions bigger. It should work just out of wood, right? No, it doesn't work like that. It, it doesn't work like that because uh, the weight will actually make it collapse on itself. If you try to make the, the uh, Golden Gate Bridge out of uh, wood in proportion to like a toothpick model of the Golden Gate Bridge, right? So talk to a material engineer, a material scientist, they'll tell you materials actually matter, not just proportions, not just geometry. So that means that the parts have an independent existence as material. And since the parts have an independent existence as material, you can't just look at how they function related to other things. You have to actually look at the properties it has independent of its functioning. And so the cell phone in the market has an independent existence. It's not merely a cell phone in the market. Rather, its properties it has as like it's, um, it's attained in its independent existence are what allow it to be attractive in the market and then get its existence as a commodity. Right? So when you look at why are there so few black quarterbacks, it's not because necessarily that the NFL coaches are racist. It's not necessarily that football is racist. It's maybe the case that the material which is produced by all of these peewee leagues and junior high leagues and high school football leagues, that's the problem. So by the time you deal with 18-year-old quarterbacks, um, the best ones will be white. So it becomes the rational decision. This is arguably, this, this gets complicated when you talk about quarterbacks because not only that, all the people involved are actually racist. So like this, 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 this gets complicated for that reason. Um, but it'll become rational to just pick for the institution, for the functioning of the institution, it becomes rational just to pick uh, you know, a quarterback who happens to be white because, but that's because on like independently of the functioning of the NFL, all of these peewee leagues uh, like that make up the, the, um, the, the, the productive engines that produce the material that the NFL then just picks on, on grade, on, 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 uh, on uh, draft day. Uh, it, 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 that's where the racism is. So it's not going to be in the functioning of the NFL. It's not going to be in the attitudes of the NFL players. It'll be in the production. The devil will be in the production. All right, so you have to look at production. You have to look at production. Um, production of the raw materials. Production, yeah, production of the materials. And like, like take your eye off the finished system and look at the production, and that's where you'll see the problem. And um, so what does this, so since I have a little bit of time, um, so yeah, it's not, it's not in the intent of the people involved. It's not the logic of the system. It's in the material, the productions. It's in the material production. Um, and then the properties of the material are what allow them to function in the system, right? But the material is not defined by its functioning in the system. The material has an independent existence. And if you don't know what I mean by that, go back and rewatch the video again, because I think I do a pretty good job explaining um, 
what it means, right? Organs do not have an independent existence. Organs exist in and through their functioning as an organ, as part of an organism. Parts of a machine do have an independent existence. Parts can be taken out, put on the shelf, not functioning, and then like taken back out and put in. Like, um, so there's going to be a difference between an organ and a part. If you think of you know our systems as an organ, then you're going to be you're going to you're going to look for racism in a place where it doesn't exist because it doesn't exist as an organ as a function. It exists in the material. It's already been baked in the material that then gets plucked and put into the functioning, right? So if you think of it as a machine, system as a machine, this becomes clear because machines have parts with independent independent properties. Uh, you know the parts are hard. Hardness, brittleness, stuff like that. Those are properties of the parts independent of their functioning of the machine, but properties of the part that allow it to function um, in the machine. So structure it becomes a prerequisite for functioning, whereas in the organic view, functioning is what it is, and structure is, is, is irrelevant. All right. So... Um, why are there white quarterbacks? Why are the quarterbacks white? Well, it's not necessarily that the racist, that the, the team owners are racist. It's not necessarily that football is racist. It's not necessarily that the logic of the game is racist. It's that um, we, <laughs> it's the production of quarterbacks before they get on the market, before draft day. It's, it's the production of quarterbacks before draft day. That, uh, so the material um, is, is such that um, the rational decision is to end up with a white quarterback. Right. So I hope that's a little bit clear. What does this have to do with the law, right? And, uh, you know, I think I can do this in five minutes. I might do a whole other show on it, so this will just be a... Um, um, it's not the equation, it's the number. <laughs> Someone said it's the equation. No, it's not the equation. The equation could be fine. It's the number. <laughs> um, the material. Yeah, so um, so what, what does this have to do with law, right? So people say, like, well, what's law? Some people say, well, law is whatever the legislature and the, and the, and the judiciary say it is. Well, that would be the case, but the legislature and the judiciary are themselves the products of law. So what is law, right? It can't just be whatever the legislature and the judiciary say, says it is because they would have to validate themselves. Some sort of autopoetic, uh, auto, yeah, autopoesis, uh, like self-making, and that doesn't happen. So, what is law, right? Such that it, it enables it, it, it makes the judiciary and the legislature what they are, and how does racism get into it? Because you can say like, well, you know, we have laws. Our our legislative process is um, is race neutral. Like our congressional process is race neutral. How we elect Congress people is race neutral. And like we don't, there's no laws saying that black people can't run for Congress. And you can say that, well, you know, the judges are race neutral in their, in their decisions. There are no, um, uh, you know, the, the racist judges are the anomaly. They're not the rule. So if it's not in the logic of the system and it's not in the, um, and if not, and it's not in the attitudes of the participants, it must not be there, right? That's what they'll say. But the problem is, it is there, right? It is there, 
And so it comes in the production of, legisl of legislation. It comes in the production of, of like what makes it to the Supreme Court. Make no mistake, the Supreme Court might not be racist, but you gotta be like a pretty big elitist and racist to make it close to the Supreme Court. Right. So to be like by the time like Thurgood Marshall was a was the anomaly. He, he was the he was the exception, not the rule. Right. And so. Um, so it's not like the laws that pass. Like you could. So the laws that pass the legislature, there, there are reasons why we don't have like a better labor law in the United States. Because if, if we had better labor law in the United States, it would improve the life of black people. <laughs> and we don't have that. It would, it would empower black people such that we don't have that. So we don't have very good labor laws because to do so would be um, um, to empower black people. So it's not, it's not that we racistly apply the laws that are on the books. It's we have to ask the question, why don't these other laws get on the books? What is law such that it negate it, it it organizes a structure that then vetoes or kills or aborts the laws that would have that would make black people whole and then promotes the laws that even if they are um, uh, 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 applied in a race neutral manner will leave black people um uh, uh, degraded, right? So you have to understand, you have to see in terms of the abortions happen in material production, not in the functioning of the finished product. That's why, like, uh, why don't you have bl uh, white, black quarterbacks on, like, drafted, on, 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 like, on draft day? Well, it's because they were aborted in peewee league, Right? So you have to, like, the danger is in the production. So if you just look at draft and you say that, and if you just look at the draft um, and, and, and say that that system is racist, you missed that the production of the material that goes into the draft is where the racism happens, right? So you're looking at the wrong place. You're looking at the wrong place. You need to look at production. You need to look at the laws that weren't passed. You need to look at why certain candidates don't win, right? Not the racism of the candidates that do, that do win or the, how they, the candidates that do win interact with other candidates that do win. You, yeah, it's a survivorship bias. That's good, Clorox bleach. Yeah, you can call it a variety of survivorship bias. We, um, who aborted them in Pee Wee League? The coach. In Pee Wee League, that's where the coach, or right after Pee Wee League, that's, or like in high school usually, that's when the coach moves the black player to like wide receiver or defensive back, as opposed to keeping them in, or junior high, that, as opposed to keeping them um, uh, uh, in quarterback, as a material in the quarterback. So it's not the NFL. It'll happen before that. It'll happen before that so that the NFL one didn't have plausible deniability. They're like, I don't know. We're, we're just trying to win football games, and I'm just trying to pick the quarterback who's going to win football games and who has the skills um, to win.
to win the football game. So it's like a rational decision. But it just so happens that the material that like, is produced to have those skills is going to be white. So it's going to happen before that. right? So you can't look at the functioning of the finished organization. You have to look at, or you can't look at the bills that are passed. You have to look at the bills that don't make it out of committee. Why, don't, why, don't, why doesn't that bill make it out of committee? committee? Why doesn't that, you don't look at the candidates who win, you look at why doesn't that candidate who actually should have won, why didn't they win? That's where the racism is, right? You don't look at the, the decisions that are um, made by the Supreme Court. You look at the decisions that don't even make it to their docket. That's where the racism, that's, that's where the racism is, right? You look at the abortions, not just the survivors. And um, the because the survivors are all going to be material that's been fit into the system. And people will say that like, well, you know, the black middle class, the black upper class, they are part of the problem. And that's true. They are part of the problem. How do you think they survived to be part of the black middle and upper class? <laughs> By showing themselves to be able to be functional part of the problem. Right, like to, to be to, to that. So the idea that, like, yeah. Anyway, so you know, I've I've put a lot in this last twenty-five minute video. Go watch the whole thing. Think about the difference between functional and structural. Structural is going to entail a material in existence that that uh, that's independent of its actual participation in the machine, but that enables it to participate in the machine. Functional will just be its ability to participate in the machine. Racism isn't functional. It's structural insofar as it, it has to do with the material prior to its participating in the machine. Because the machine can then be race neutral because uh, the, the damage is done at the structural level. Right? It's, it's in the material. Right? And then you know, go back and look at the Galileo and the scaling problem. Um, and, and, and why you can't just, why Ant-Man is fiction, <laughs> you can't just become super small and super big by um, just changing all of the parts and keeping the same, you have the same material, but you just change all of the scale, the proportions of all the parts, the material won't hold, the, 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 the organism won't function in the same way, or the structure won't function in the same way, because the material properties that exist independent of of, of the part being in the, the, the organism or structure actually matters, right? So you can't, just, you can't just make a person bigger and expect them to be viable. You kind of know this. All right, so you get this a little bit with fruit, right? People will think that a bigger, if you grow a huge tomato, it'll be just as, as, as delicious as a smaller tomato because it'll have all of the same parts except at a different size. But you know what? It won't be as sweet. It won't be as sweet. It'll be bland because the quality was dependent upon a certain concentration of, of, of chemicals at a certain size. Right? So... That is um, the material matters, not just the proportions, not just the functional relationships. The material matters for quality. And uh, if you just look at functionality of the finished product, you won't see the danger that 
um, is done in the production of the materials prior to them getting to the functional product. Like, I like Obama. Obama's a good example of this because he had to show himself to be the kind of Negro who wasn't going, he had to show himself to be, um, yeah, I read the chat, but I'm, I'm also kind of doing this at the same time. So like these are very complicated ideas. So he had to show himself to be the kind of material that would not actually upset the system. <laughs> and so he was not, he was not just um, the first black president. He was black in a certain way um, that wouldn't upset the system. And that's why he got in. He got in. Um, and so like that's, you got to think about just, I hope this video has helped you think about material, the stuff you need to build or the stuff that the systems are built out of, not just the functioning of the system and not just the intention of the people in the system. All right. Go ahead and, oh yeah, by the way, if you like anything I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, 15 or $50 a month and keep me doing what I'm doing. Also, really think about the losers. Ask yourself questions about what happened to the black could be quarterbacks. What happened to the bills that don't pass? What happened to the people who um, really should have won their elections but didn't? Like in a well-ordered world, in a just world, they, like what happened? The bills that didn't pass. The, the cases that don't make it to court. That's where the racism is. Because if you just deal with the relationship between the things that exist, that survive, then you have survivorship bias in a way that um, actually distorts what's killing them. Because <laughs> the, the devil, like we, the, there are processes that are aborting candidates, that are aborting black candidates, that are aborting black quarterbacks, that are uh, saying no to uh, 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 certain cases making it to the Supreme Court, who are saying like, no, Nancy Pelosi doesn't have to debate her congressional, for her congressional candidates. Like all of the things that, all of the bills that should happen but don't, that's where the racism happens. And if you're just looking at the things, the relationship between the things that do happen, then you're not going, you're gonna miss the problem. It's like looking for, to go back to the cell phone um, analogy, you're, you're looking for the labor injustice in picking between these two cell phones that are like comparatively priced <laughs> um, and have the same, are qualitatively identical. You've already missed it. By the time the phones are at the market, the injustice has been erased and the phones are qualitatively identical. All right, so thank you for your time. Really, if you missed what I'm saying, you need to go back and just watch the whole video and I will see you next week.